Hello and welcome to Further Up and Further In, a podcast. This is now episode 24 of the podcast. But in this episode, we will take a brief intermission from our study of Prince Caspian to publish some previously recorded material for a different podcast that never set to air on the topics of education and the Christian faith. So I hope you'll enjoy this uh, brief series as we talk about things that are not too disconnected from Lewis's project in Narnia, which is to display the glory and grandeur of God and the one true myth in and through the power of story and storytelling. So I hope you enjoy, and we will return to Narnia soon. Hi, my name is Matthew Huff, and I'm the English department chair at Landmark Christian School. And this is the first episode of our podcast. One of the things that I wanted to take a moment to uh, talk through is just the principle of education itself. Uh, Why are we here? Why do we educate? What are we doing as a school? And there are a lot of answers to that, a lot of different possibilities to try to respond to such a daunting question. Uh, But one of the things that has struck me recently and I think is crucial to understanding the concept and the overall purpose of an educational institution is the idea of desire. Asking students, asking each other, asking ourselves, what is it that we desire most? Uh, James K.A. Smith, uh, in his book, You Are What You Love, said, what if education wasn't first and foremost about what we know, but about what we love? And his entire premise is that education might indeed start with the heart and not necessarily with the rational mind or with a task training us for college or training us for a job. But in fact, education goes deeper than that, that it uh, connects into the very core of what it means to be human itself so that the purpose of education and the overall point of it wasn't necessarily to learn a skill or a trade or simply to level up to the next phase of it, but rather to uh, embed within the human person a deep fondness, a deep affection, a deep attraction for the virtuous life, a, a passionate pursuit for what is true and what is good and what is beautiful in and through the created world, both mathematically, scientifically, uh, through literature, poetry, the fine arts, physical education, that all of these things are simply Uh, dimensions of who God is and how he has revealed himself through the created world, that he is the source of what is true and what is good and what is beautiful. And any man or woman who was rightly aligned toward the true, the good, and the beautiful ended up gaining virtue and wisdom and indeed desired the depths and the richness and the wonders of the virtuous life. And all of that, that entire project is grounded in a fundamental reality. And it's a reality that I think is scriptural, uh, which is that you become like what you worship, that worship, desire, adoration, um, attraction. These are principles that are transformative, that uh, you are not simply uh, gazing at books and labs and mathematical principles and formulas and passively taking them in and storing them into the treasure chest of your brain, but rather that the action of looking, aiming, uh, pursuing, desiring, latching your daily focus and your intentional fixedness onto something is a transformative act. 
And I think it's a principle that's woven throughout Scripture and uh, therefore is deeply rooted in everything we do as, uh, as a society, as parents, as teachers, um, but also as uh, children, as students, that everything becomes then a question of orientation. Uh, what are you aiming at? That if, if, for example, if you're trying to hit a bullseye uh, and you're pulling the bowstring back in the opposite direction, then any passerby can tell you that the likelihood of you hitting your target is not very high that you tend to hit what you're aiming at, especially if you practice hitting uh, what you're aiming at, if you you get good at what you practice. And so habit formation, uh, reorientation of your eyes, of your mind, of your heart toward what is good, toward what is righteous. This is what Paul talks about when he says, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is lovely, think on these things. That education is a way of reorienting the mind, the heart, the body, the soul toward what it was designed to look at, which is the glory and the grandeur of God, and to, by extension, be transformed by that was part of the process of being educated. Uh, The Psalms talk about this in Psalm 27. David says, one thing I ask of the Lord, and that is to dwell in the house of the Lord all of the days of my life and to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord. That David's deepest request is to gaze upon the beauty of God and to be transformed by that all the days of his life. But one of the moments in the New Testament where I think this is just abundantly clear is in the first chapter of John, that great poetic gospel filled with rich images of the word and of the light and the life of Christ. And Near the end of the chapter, uh, Jesus is walking by and uh, some of his early disciples, people had started following him and he turns around and he levels them with this four word question, which I think is the question that's constantly being asked of us um, by each other, by ourselves, but ultimately by God. And Jesus turns to his disciples and says, what are you seeking? What do you want? What are you looking for? What are you desiring? There's so much loaded in that question. What are you wanting? What are you seeking to follow? And I think that's the educational question. Indeed, a life question. What am I aiming at? What is my life geared toward? What am I facing? Because you reflect what you behold. This is another principle of scripture that what you are looking at tells on your face. That if you're looking at a bonfire late at night and somebody happens to see your face, they can see the glow. They can tell what you're looking at by looking at your reflection. This goes back to becoming like what you worship, that what you desire, you tend to follow after and what you follow after tends to arrange the steps of your life. And so Jesus looks at his disciples and says, what are you seeking? What are you looking for? What are you wanting? And the disciples respond with another four word question of their own. So he asks them, what are you seeking? And they ask him, where are you staying? I think it's this beautiful moment between Jesus and between his early followers of question and answer on the most foundational level for humanity. What are you seeking? And the correct response is you, Jesus, where are you staying? Because we want to be wherever you are whether it hurts or whether it helps, whether it costs us everything, uh, whether it's pleasant or painful, we want to be where you are. And that provides this moment of deep loyalty and deep trust 
that uh, lies at the very core of our uh, growth and our maturation as believers, that we constantly assess what we are seeking most, what it is that we desire most, and the answer uh, that we ought to arrive at is that same innocent answer those disciples offered. What we are seeking is where you are staying. We want to follow you wherever you go. And some of us know people in our lives that are like this for us. I'd follow you anywhere and I'd listen to anything you have to say. And there are people that you would be just gripped if they read the dictionary out loud. You just, you love what they think about and what they are like, and they make you want to be a better person. And to attribute that to Christ, the author and perfecter of our faith, and to say with complete gladness of heart that my life's desire, my fundamental want in my entire life is to be where you are. And as David said in the Psalm, to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord all the days of my life. So my prayer is that we treat our education this way, that we treat our family building this way, that we treat our own development as persons this way, that we always ask ourselves, what is it that I am desiring most? And to have a firm and full repentance, a reorientation, a re-looking toward what is ultimately true and good and beautiful, what is ultimately transcendent, and virtuous and lovely, and that is the grandeur and the glory of Christ. So thank you for tuning in to our first episode of this podcast, and uh, we'll have another one up next week.